This is Daylight and Moonshine with me, Kid G. And today's topic will be the misconception of gay. And I have along with me some very wonderful people. One um, I'm sure the damn listeners will recognize. He's been here um, the most, <laughs> actually. Uh, four, four, four other times. This is his fifth time on the show. He's a good friend. Along with him, we have Elsa and RJ. And we might have another special guest to join us. Um, so stick with us. I guarantee you, you don't want to miss this topic. to the damn podcast y'all episode 30 and give it up for episode 30 y'all give it up for episode 30 episode 30 uh this this was um this idea is years old i sat around i spoke with jimmy about this uh to be a possible book a possible documentary a possible movie uh, right now, it's a podcast episode, and hopefully it'll eventually turn into all of those things. But more importantly, it'll turn into a conversation around many households, um, because this is a very, very important topic that's usually only discussed in certain groups. And um, I think that this should be a topic that will uh, eventually, hopefully, be discussed amongst everybody. It's important, very important. Uh, the misconception of gay, and we'll go into detail of what that even means. Like, what does that even mean? It sounds mm-hmm. like somebody straight came up with that on. <laughs> like, like for some, I'm sure there's no misconception. For others, they have no idea. And um, hopefully, we can get a lot of questions answered today on today's show. And we'll go ahead and get started. Let's introduce. Um, I'll, I'll do it in the order that I see. Let's introduce everybody to the show. Uh, we'll start with Elsa. Uh, tell us who you are and um, all the wonderful things that you bring to this wonderful. I got a lot. I got a lot to say about Elsa. I call her Elsie. That's that's yeah. But um, um well, I mean, I'm uh, Elsa Diaz. I'm 53 years old. I am a lesbian. Um, live in Chicago. Born and raised in New Jersey. And uh, of course, you know, I work with, and I'm 155 pounds of pure thunder love. What can I say about myself? <laughs> you know? What else can I say about myself? <laughs> awesome. RJ, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm RJ, born and raised in Chicago, maybe born and bred in Chicago. Um, 
work for the state. Uh, I'm engaged. Um, I love to travel. Um, and I have a low tolerance for bullshit. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. And Jimmy, Jimmy, you are a huge advocate and friend and family member of the show. I mean, we're all family here, but um, Jimmy's been on the most so far. Uh, he was tied up with vanity for like four times. And mm. um, this is his fifth time on the show, I believe. Uh, but introduce yourself to those that uh, may not know you. I'm Jimmy Lee Lard. I am in Wisconsin, Green Bay, Wisconsin. However, I am born and raised in Chicago, so I only moved here a few months ago to become a grandfather or become made a grandfather. So, um, but a lot of uh, little activities, I guess, filmmaker, blogger. So, you know, a few things. I've known and worked with G for 400 years, so. Absolutely. that's about it and in elsie's out here giving out ages and stuff i'm 21 well, okay i'm 22 <laughs> awesome awesome okay so um there's no like you know we got to dive head first into this one um just the, the whole the whole reason for this is basically for those listeners out there once again so i just started a um a youtube channel for this podcast there's a channel on rumble rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast and you can watch every single episode on um on rumble.com and you can stream audio only on any platform that uh all major platforms that that stream podcasts um Yeah, absolutely. So I just started a YouTube channel, um, but episode 20 and up will be on a YouTube channel. If you want to see all the episodes, rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast. I'll put all the links in the description. Um, But I've been on a hiatus for quite some time. And um, this is episode 30 because it was too big to do a 29. (laughs) Um, But um. Yeah, this it's it's a huge topic and the whole reason for this topic or the need for it is this hopefully this this episode will serve as a bridge for anybody that would not traditionally listen to something of this this nature, this topic. Mm-hmm. Um especially amongst straight males. Um I like to listen and watch and, and indulge in any and everything, but unfortunately there's a lot of people that won't. So Hopefully this episode will serve as a bridge for someone that would not normally tune in to a topic about LGBTQ plus and they'll learn something um, mm-hmm. straight from the individuals that live it every day. So um, I have a lot to say about all three of you, actually. Um, this is this is huge for me because um, I'll start with I'll start with Elsa first. Um, ah. Man, Elsa showed me without showing me um, how to authentically be yourself all the time. Jimmy knows about her because um, <laughs> I talked about her just in, in general and um, in a very in a very proud, uh, good way. Uh, we were on a cruise and there was somebody there dancing and 
just enjoying themselves. And I was like, that reminds me so much of Elsie. Like she acts just like her. And um, we got to talking about her, but just the influence that you have, if you know her and, oh, it, um, pronouns, are we using pronouns? Are we saying? Whatever. Okay, absolutely. I answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, knowing Elsie, like, she's always herself. And like I said, she showed me by being herself. And I really sat back over the years and admired her for being her. And she didn't give a damn who cared. Everybody that knows her loves her. You know, like, and and that may not even be true to you. I don't know. But just from what I see, everybody knows her. Her energy is unmatched. Just a, a wonderful person. And um, I commend you for being you. You truly show me how to just be myself and don't give a damn about what anybody thinks. Amen. Thank yeah. you, Jake. Love you, man. Definitely. It's hard for me to say that without getting emotional. It really is. Yeah. Well, I ain't gonna say Thanks. nothing nice about too, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's my brother. I love him. Um and um he's taught me so many things. It's, the list is too long for all the stuff that I I've set back and, and learned from him. I'm I'm using I'm stre- streaming this or recording this episode right now with his laptop. You know, um, he's just he's he's done a lot for me over the years. Like I said, the list is too long, but just overall, just being himself, uh, being a very positive influence, and mm-hmm. he's another person that'll teach you if you just sit back and absorb like a sponge, be a sponge around him. You'll learn a lot. He's yeah. one of those individuals, definitely. RJ, the same thing. Um, authentically being yourself. Super chill, super laid back. And I found out found out she's a, a earth sign, a Capricorn, a fellow earth sign. I'm like, that's why he's so damn cool. Yeah. You know. Um, but just sitting back watching you the same way, the same sort of personality, not caring about what anybody thinks, and just being yourself. I've never seen individuals, especially like like RJ, just being in your skin. And people like myself, I know I'm I'm saying it, but I know I'm not the only person that think this. Just being around you and seeing you just being so relaxed and, and just being who you are is an influence to the individuals around you. So I encourage all of you to keep influencing people by being yourself and doing all the dope things. And, and um, I don't know uh, a lot of details about what you do for work, but I know she does a lot of stuff for, for the communities and it's, it's phenomenal. I don't, I don't want to put out there whatever you know, you can, you can say it. I'll, I'll shut up in a minute and give you all a chance to speak, but I, I wanted to start in the very beginning and give um, each one of you your flowers because you definitely deserve it. And all of you are, are huge influences in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I accept that. (laughs) Ours, by the way. Huh? <laughs> and you are a big influence in ours as well. So yeah. I know. Thank you. And I've done a, I've done a reading for all three of you too. Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Let's jump into it. Anything that anything that anybody want to say before we get into the questions? Because like I said, this is all about um sort of giving people light, you know, giving people knowledge straight from individuals that live it. And so we won't have to sit back and assume this needs to be a conversation. 
But anything mm-hmm. that, you know, anybody want to add before we get started? Uh, let's get into it. Let, let's get into it. No holes barred. You ask, I'm answering. Okay. So I'm going to throw some questions out there and uh, you can jump in. Whoever wants to jump in and answer it. Is being gay a choice? Hell no. Is Hell. being black a choice? No, <laughs> no it, but, if it was a choice, this isn't all, you know, if you're in a position where you've been ridiculed or, uh, you know, talked about, bullied and all that, then somebody would choose otherwise. Feel so, bad about this stuff. Who, 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 want, who wants to be that? But on the flip side, let me say that it seems like it became a time where it was a fad and it was the cool thing to be gay, you know? So it was just like, yeah, it became that, you know, right. It became trendy. You know what I'm saying? And people were like, well, I was this before, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it it was, it became big, like to take, you know, a a girl or another guy on prom. I did that in what year, Jimmy? Ninety. Wait, wait. You don't mind me telling my damn age, but yes, I was there. I witnessed it. It was in the nineties. No, you know what I'm saying. Please say that again. Please say that again. Please say what again? Like it just, it just became like it became like trendy. Like I could understand when people like, oh, it's a, y'all, it's a choice. Y'all choosing to do this stuff. Right. And sometimes I would look around and I'd just be like, no, like what is really going on? But I had to understand also, too, that each generation has their own thing and their own, you know what I'm saying, uh, perception of what gay is is to them. Because some of the things that these young kids was, was doing, like, I mean, it was like, you know, just just wild. And maybe it's also, too, that we can see it more, you know what I'm saying, with the social medias and, you know, you know, everything is, is broadcast. You know, we can, you know, tap into everything also. Yeah. So, and and more people feel free to uh, express who they are. Uh, whereas, you know, the further you go back in history, the more closeted people were, the more consequences there were for being out, and so on. So, you know, in a world where you know it, more people are accepting, more people are, you know, you won't necessarily get rocks thrown at you. And and also having more allies, more up, you, even knowing it. There, there was a time where you could be gay, but you didn't know that the person next door to you was because they hid it. Exactly. And the person next door to that hid it, you know. So um, so with more people out, I think that that just it was natural that you would see more, see more of it. Yeah. And perhaps well, that's exactly part of the not. problem. It looks like there's this influx of people coming out or being gay all of a sudden we we've had gay since since we've had humans we've had gay people (laughs) yeah and in in roles that you wouldn't believe you know the person that's you know farming your food the person that's serving your food the person that's your now we know about it you said what rj the person that wrote dr king's speeches oh cool I, I I like to um I like to compare for for certain individuals I think uh, it's necessary to try to get to, to give them a sense of how it may feel and I compare um I compare it to bigotry or racism um insert um 
gay bashing, you know, or, or being homophobic, insert that with racism or something like that, just to kind of give people an idea, like how would, how do you feel if somebody, you know, call your derogatory name uh, racially, a racial slur, or, you know, discriminate against you, you know, because of the color of your skin, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference between you calling this person out their name because they're gay? You're calling them a derogatory name. You know, you're discriminating. I don't want to play basketball with this blah, 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 or yeah. whatever the case may be. It's still discrimination. It's still hate. Yeah. You know, what's what's the difference? And I like to make that comparison. And I think some people get it. Some people don't. Because I actually said that on the chat with eight straight guys. And it kind of just went silent. The whole conversation. I mean, everybody, da, 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 da. And it just kind of went silent. And because it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. Well, maybe, hopefully, at least one person out of that chat sat back, went silent and started thinking about it. Well, damn, never thought about it like that, you know? And like I said, the more we had these conversations, hopefully the more people think about it. Um, I'll get in. I'll I'll say that later on. I'll keep with the questions because I wanted to make another comment, but we'll keep going. Um, are you offended when people assume you're straight? I, I never get that. So. <laughs> I'm about to say, if, if it's ever I never happened. Get that. Actually, you know, you know me, what I, I thought? For how long? I never, I always dress with shirts, jackets, suits, you know? Yeah. I always, I never get that. Are you straight? Where? <laughs> hey, what about you? My yeah. friends get so offended when I get called the guy and I be like, it is what it is. <laughs> but you know what I, I you know what I used to start doing? I used to be like I'd be like, look, I'm assume everybody is gay until proven otherwise. You <laughs> gay, gay. It gave me permission to hit on everybody. You gay. <laughs> you gotta prove me that you straight. <laughs> Interesting. What about you, Jimmy? N- not offended. Um it, it may have in some cases limited. Um, you know, some of my prospects for relationships. Right. But... <laughs> you trying to you trying to come at them and stuff. <laughs> you trying to play basketball. <laughs> like, um, yeah. no, I think we should hang out, hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hang out. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, we should hang out. No, not that kind of <laughs> right. Thing. right. I'm trying I'm trying to play with your balls. No. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's that's probably the the biggest thing but offended no it is what it is okay um any regrets about the way you came out if if there was a process like you know walk us through that and a regret regrets on how we came out yeah the way you did it well i i was always out i guess since mm-hmm. I was a kid, I'm going to say four, five, you know, I would tell my mom, you know, that's my girlfriend. And, you know, as I grew, you know, it kept on. Yeah. I never changed. Uh, I mean, I was always out to my mom. My mom, you know, she, it got to the point that she didn't even bother with the dresses. Go put some jeans on in a shirt, you know, go yeah. put your jeans let's go. Mm-hmm. So it was always... It was always known. And my mother, my parents made it comfortable for me. Yeah. 
You know, they never said, oh, you can't, you can't do this or you can't be like this or you can't dress like this. You know, yes. they left me, they left me be. And um, I guess when I was 12, I kind of told my mom, hey, I, I, I like this girl. Why do I like girls? You know, yeah. and all my, all my friends, they have boyfriends, but I don't like boys. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when she would tell me, look, you're still young. You know, you're learning your sexuality. Uh, it'll come to the point where you're going to know exactly where you're at. But you're still young. You don't know. So they never told me, oh, no, you're not supposed to like girls. Are you not supposed to, you know? So I thank mm -hmm. my mom for allowing me to be me. Even though she would always say, don't do anything in front of people to make them uncomfortable. You know, whatever it is that you want to do or whoever it is that you want to be with, do it in the privacy of your own home. You know, mm -hmm. you could be whoever you want there, you know, but people now, like, like we were all talking earlier. Back in the days, it wasn't like it is now. You see girls walking together, holding hands outside, kissing in the park. You know, it's more open now. Back then, we we couldn't do that. So, right. so yeah, I, 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 since I was a kid, I was always out. So I, I never had a problem with coming out because I was already out as soon as I came out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think my out. biggest coming out was. Like literally coming out to my to myself, like yeah. you know, really, you know, people like you gay or you lesbian. I didn't understand, but yeah. I went to a hell of a high school that taught me critical thinking. So I actually spent like um, summer going to like Harold Washington Library, and I used to find these books, you know, that talked about you know being a lesbian or whatever. And I used to like hide them in little places so I can go back and you know read them or whatever. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I had an auntie, you know what I'm saying, that was that was gay. And I can remember calling my auntie, he was like, you know, saying, like, you know, I'm gay. You know, I like girls. And I remember when I told her, and then it was just like, okay. And I can just remember, I think I was probably in high school. And uh, I was I was dating this, this older girl. And she literally had came to my grandmother's house. And, like, we was going to, like, um, the movies on Christmas or something. And I was like, oh, I got to iron my jeans. And I remember her, she was like, oh, I'll iron them. And it's like, everybody in my family looked around and was just like, hmm? <laughs> and I just never forget my baby sister crying when, like, they was like, oh, yeah, she gay, whatever, you know. And my, my sister, I was like, why are you crying? She was like, because you gay. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, she didn't understand <laughs> what it was. She just thought <laughs> something was wrong with me. <laughs> You gay, you gonna die. <laughs> you know, and, and then I think, you know, and then then in high school, you know, I you know, everybody kind of like, you know, just assumed it, you know, and I took a girl to prom and you know, but when I got to college, you know, it's almost like a new group of friends. So, you know, they didn't know till you know I, I had it in my mind that I could only be me. So, you know, I like freshman year, I remember right, you know, people I was playing basketball with and you know, hung out with, you know, I remember writing them letters, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gay or whatever. And I had one person tell me, like, you know, she was about to stop being my friend. And I'm, and I'm thinking, like, shit, I didn't even told you because I thought you was gay, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the least. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean, we we really good friends now. Um, Matter of fact, my best friend of 20 plus years on her way to my house right now. And, you know, I remember, you know, kind of coming out, you know, to her. And I mean, nine out of 10, you know, I always thought that people knew, but they didn't know until I actually, you know, told them. 
So that was a surprise to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's sort of a comfort zone, just to kind of touch on that. Um, it, it makes it so that, okay, well, I don't have to do this uncomfortable part of, of just being completely open because everybody know already. They know, you know, yeah. but also you can get stuck there, you know, yep. you can get stuck in, in that space. But just like both of you pointed out, I think it's really important. Or RJ mentioned uh, she came out to herself. I think that that's huge. Yes. You know, Jimmy and I did an episode called What's in Your Closet on this podcast. And um, that's what it was all about. And for me, it was it was more so about just being myself. Once again, um, RJ and Elsa, like I learned just being around both of you, how to just be myself and be in my own skin. And it, that showed mm-hmm. me a lot. That's huge for me. So that's what that that's what that episode was about for me. But that's that's a big part. That's huge. I just wanted to touch on that part um, real quick. Um, Jimmy, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, uh, as far as regrets, I, I won't say regrets because that's too strong. Because uh, I do think that, however, you know, we came out or, you know, I think you're, who you are is a sum of everything you've experienced up until this point. So even the closeted years and everything else, you know, makes me sort of who I am now. So I don't regret. I wish it had happened differently. I wish it had happened sooner, much sooner, because I was really late coming out. As you all know, shut up, Rhonda. I mean, RJ. <laughs> I'll, mute, I'll mute it out. You know, I, mean, like, I knew he was gay. Right. First of all, RJ tried to force me out of the closet like 30 years ago. I still remember it to this day on the phone. She is trying, she literally tried to force me to name somebody in our class that I had a crush on. And I'm like, nobody, but just kept going. Come on, give me, come on, just one person. Name one person. And I'm like, nobody. <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, that, I, but Jimmy had me going in the men's bathroom in the <laughs> I started that a long time at Harold Washington Library. Hey, I feel so comfortable going to that now because it's like going in the men's bathroom is really like nothing. I go in the women's bathroom, sir, sir, excuse me, sir. Like fuck, I got a college degree. I, I can read. You know what uh, huh? That's what I do really when I want to piss people off. <laughs> But yeah, but no, it, it's really uh, I, I regret how long it took. Now, to to my defense, uh, in that I will say, originally when I was younger, I was a little naive about gay. I didn't even know there. I didn't know what gay was actually. I honestly did not. So that's how naive and green I was in that area. Um, because I just knew what I'd seen growing up. And, you know, when you, and that's, I think the importance of representation on TV and all of that, being able to see, uh, and identify with characters and stuff like that. Um, because I had no idea that this was an option until it was too late. And then I was like, oh shit. So, okay. So, you know, you have the feelings and you know, you have, the yeah. attraction and all of that, but I did not think that that was a thing. I just thought, well, what the hell is wrong with me or whatever? So that was it early on. Then after that, it became uh, more just being a, a victim to society and particularly in my community, 
growing up in a black community, uh, black church com- community, and all of that, all of those things where there, uh, once I did hear about what gay was, they assured me I was going to hell. So, you know, I had, you know, and and, and at that point I was so deep into um, this straight idea, whatever, that, you know, it was too late. So I was, you know, literally almost 40. Like, you know, I was like 37, wow. 38, 38, I think, when I came out, right? Wow. See, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm grateful that I had the support that I did from all of the wonderful friends and family. Um, G was a big support during that time. Uh, he may recall there were a lot of tears during that uh, time period of coming out uh, where every time I had to come out to somebody, um, oh my God, it was just like somebody shot me. Now this shit rolls off my tongue like spit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm going to um, deal with it. <laughs> right, yeah, look. Uh, so, so that's the only thing I regret is how long it took me. I wish I had... Uh, been brave enough to come out sooner. I wish I knew that there were groups out there and activities and things to do, uh, all of that. And and there's more of it now. That's why I support um, as much as I can any of the LGBT youth groups and all of that, because I didn't know those things existed. Or for for the most part, there weren't as many as there are now, obviously. But um, had I seen representation, had I known that there were activities and groups for people like me, I think that would have been made a big difference. So that's the only thing I regret, if yeah. you call it that. I wish I would have would have would have known. I remember going up to um Bayo Loyola to uh, Horizons, and the first time I went up there, and I was just like, you know, it was a, little, it was a drop-in center, kind of like a task force, uh-huh. but you know, it's like we would get in these little groups and we would talk. And I I just felt like, oh, my God, it's a whole world of gay people just like me. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, you know, everybody was so accepting. We went to one girl's house. We watched the Madonna show that night. And her mom was just like, she had like 15 gay kids. It's like sleeping on, on, on her floor. Like, I mean, it was just like, wow, a whole new world. Yeah. I, and I wish I had known about things like that back then, even though you tried to force me out of the closet. But, you know, like I said, that was 30 years hey, ago. <laughs> hey, you had to do it in your own your own time. And that's somebody that I would say I never do is like out anybody or tell anybody. Yeah, business. Yeah. I take that so seriously. That's in your own time. Yep. Absolutely. I, I definitely before it's all said and done, man, this might I would love to right now invite. <clears throat> all of you back for another episode uh, just in case we run out of time. I just feel like there's so much to talk about that it's going to be hard to squeeze this into this one episode, but I'll, I'll put that out there because I really want you to touch more on a uh, task force, Definitely. RJ, um, before, before the episode is over, maybe. We'll- Absolutely. Shout out to Dr. Bell. And- <laughs> yeah. That's, that's huge. I forgot all about representation. that. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So let's, uh, and if there's a link also, I'll put that link in the description. We'll we'll talk about that. I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. So moving on to the next question. Uh, is gay the proper term to describe anyone that falls into the LGBTQ plus family? Depends. Because, you know, now they got, you know, all these different terms. It's almost like um, pronouns. 
You know, some people yeah. prefer oh, gay, dyke, butch, trans, homo, faggot, you know, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and now that you mention it, those are some um very derogatory terms to describe anybody. Yes. Growing up, yeah. I'll I'll talk about me growing up and then I'll talk about now today. And uh, you you may be aware of this. You all may not be aware of this, but I'll give it from a, a straight perspective. And um, like I said, this some of this stuff is 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 tough. But let's let's talk about the stuff that makes us uncomfortable. Um, Come on, G, make us uncomfortable. Let's hear it. It's it's <laughs> uncomfortable for me. I, I've know, used I've used probably every single one of those terms you just said. Um, and I'm I'm also guilty of jumping in on a. a a melee, a, 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 uh, I don't even know. Gay bashing incident. Yeah, gay bashing to the fullest, uh, physically, verbally, all of that stuff. You know, I was much younger, but I'm not using that as an excuse or anything at all. It is what it is. And uh, I am who I am today, like Jimmy mentioned earlier, based off my, my experiences in life. And I'm definitely guilty of, of all of that stuff, the names, all of that stuff. Um, but not going deep into that just saying in general a lot of people today so i'll go back to childhood or whatever but a lot of people today for a lesbian woman that term dyke is what they feel comfortable with and that's how they basically know a a, a lesbian woman this is what they like nine times out of ten that's that's how women are referred to um it took me a long time to realize that was not a proper term and it was a very disgusting word and it was, it was hateful. I, and it was I don't, I don't like it. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't, I don't, I don't like it. But at one time it was a group of people like, you know, I mean, it was, you know, that other flavor and, you know, they were kind of like the biker chicks and, you know, they considered themselves to be dykes, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't stand it, but you know, that's what their term was for, it, for some of them like at one time. Where you know some people will embrace a term within the community, mm-hmm. but you can't call me that type thing or whatever. So right, um, I look at it that way. So if if that's something that they prefer to be called, then that's fine. But I yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. Right. no, 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 no. Yeah, I've always. I mean, if they want to say something or whatever. Well, I'm a lesbian. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a lesbian. I am completely with women and women only. I never slept with men. I never did this. I never did that. I know a lot of girls, biker girls that like she was saying, they like, you know, they call themselves, okay, dykes or whatever. What That's fine. But like, I always used to tell them, all right, well, you know, you, you do what you got to do, you know, just call yourself bisexual. Yeah. yeah. And same thing, like, take, with, take, even take with... Dyke. Just call yourself bisexual because that's what you do. You act all bitch, straight women who like stuff. refer to themselves as bitches you, you, and then you look more one. manlier than I am, and I and I dress very butch, but um, <laughs> they like to sleep with men too. So mm. yeah, what's the point? You know, just call yourself a bisexual biker. That's that's interesting. That that just taught me a lot. Hopefully, um, when people hear that part, that'll sort of, you know, show or just, you know, people will, will learn from that because I did not know that. Yeah. 
like, they, like oh i see a lot of women that i'm a lesbian you got 17 kids Hello. You got Hello. seven kids. Yep. I understand. I know a lot of women that, because of their religion, religious background, yes. yeah. or you know the upbringing or whatever, it's very hush hush. So they had no other choice. And show the family, oh look, okay, I got a good man. I have two kids. Blah blah blah. End the story. They end up divorcing and being with women because that's what they always wanted. Right. Yes. Fine. But when I see a lot of these. And people that I know, oh yeah, I'm I'm lesbian and I'm this and I. You got thirty five kids. When did you When did you decide after the third one, the fourth one? When When did you decide that women is what you wanted? Because I understand you have a kid and be like, yeah, you know what, this is not my cup of tea. But and then you got th- three, five, seven kids. But then again, like, but you know what? going back, huh? I, I you <laughs> know by, what? By I, I see what you're saying, but that I think too is a misconception because on, only because uh, some people get it, it's easier probably for you who has been out your whole life, right? You yeah. don't necessarily know the other side of all those things that keep you closeted and keep you repeating and perpetuating a pattern or whatever. So I could have easily have been one of those people who was married because I was engaged early years ago um, and all of that. Right. Uh, I could have easily fallen into one of those same categories. But, you know, thankfully that didn't play out that way. But I can see how you get trapped in a lifestyle that you know, because your family, your church, your everything, everything around you says that being gay is wrong, being a lesbian yeah. is wrong. So, and then they that was get to a point that. where they finally feel free. Was, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be me. That yeah. was that was that was my auntie's story, and she was with her husband. I mean, I don't know how many years, but you know, one kid. And I asked, I said, you know, auntie, like, you know, what made you go out and get married knowing you was gay? And she was just literally like, you know, grandma, our family, you know what I'm saying? It was looked up, damn yeah. upon. But, you know what I'm saying, rest in peace to her girlfriend, Angie, who just passed um, from, from COVID, but they was together 25 years. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that story of like, you know, I did it because, you know, it was looked down upon, it was for the, the, the mm-hmm. family. And I swore that, like, I won't, I'm not going to fall in that trap. Like, mm-mm, no. Yeah. 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 You're, you're literally deciding, you know, just, to, and I'm not, I, I'm not trying to. chose to be straight. Say that again? <laughs> they <laughs> chose to be straight. They chose to be straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that's huge. Uh, people, I don't, I think a lot of people don't realize how big of an impact it is on their lives if they continue to not be out to themselves. Yes. You know, it's it's a huge impact. It it will affect your entire life. Yeah. It will affect your entire life. That's that's why we're having this discussion. That's that's I, I chose a different route. I just got to the point once I for myself knew and decided I was like, well I'm just not gonna be with anybody. So that's why I was single forever, you know. Um, but, and took me forever to come out, but, you know, I could have easily have fallen into that same trap where I was married, couple kids, and then all of a sudden, you know, introducing you to a new daddy. 
<laughs> Let's move on to the next question. Um, what's the hardest part about being you? So we've had three different stories. Um, what also she had a lot of support. That's huge. At a young age, she had a lot of support. And I think that's the key in general of, of any yeah. family. If you, if you want to take any advice from this, like, you know, support, support, support. Support is it's, it's key mm-hmm. to anybody, you know? Absolutely. To, to any situation. You know, yeah. if you have that support, I mean, my mom didn't celebrate it. Because she didn't go, oh, look, my daughter's a lizard. She didn't do that. But it's, you know. It didn't keep you from being you. The way you have to, you know, embrace whatever it is that's thrown at you. You have to, you know, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy for my mom. I mean, even though there was other kids in the house, because I have, you know, three older brothers and sister and three youngest. But, um, you know support you know listen listen you know they have to listen to 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 the kids listen to what they're saying the signs you know mm-hmm. and just you know you don't have to celebrate it like i said my mom never says, oh no you know i'm gonna put banners hey my daughter just came out no nothing like that but uh she sure. never she never let me down and every time i needed to talk to her about whoever she she was always there to listen, you know. Yeah, so that was that was just like looking at your from your childhood to today. What's what's the hardest part about being you? What do you feel like? Just if you can stand back and look at your lifespan, the hard parts. What were the hard parts about being you? Um, the hardest part, and I'm not gonna say it's bad bad but my my name doesn't match my image yeah I, and you know a lot of people you know i get the looks i get the you know like ugh, yeah. you know so i mean i i'm already grown and i'm to the point that you know come on in so many years i never let anything knock me so i just tend to ignore stuff like that you know, oh look, oh look at this. Oh look at this. That's a girl. Or I got this not too long ago. I went into the washroom and then I had a couple of ladies in the washroom call security and said that there's a man in the bathroom. Wow. Right? So Aren't they what you know about that? <laughs> when they went in Free Dennis. <laughs> when they went in, the first thing they said was, Can you come out of the stall and show me your ID? I said, well, let me, you know, let me finish up and I'll come out. What's the problem? Well, we just need to see your ID. So I took out my ID and whatever, whatever. So he was like, oh, yeah, you know, but, um, you know, we're having a uh, question, people questioning. I said, look, I had cancer. My breast had to get cut off. Now, if people want to act stupid because of the way my hair is or whatever and, and already, you know, pointing fingers and talking crap, you know. And she just come out and just say, hey, you know, what are you doing in here? You know, why call the cops? You know, yeah, that's ridiculous. So I'm like, so now all of you look stupid. Yeah. But it's stuff like that that gets to me, you know, 
I mean, I, I try not to let it bother me, but you know, sometimes it gets to the point that people are so ridiculous that they call the cops on you when you go use a washroom. So sometimes I'm just like, I just go into the men's bathroom. Yeah. And, and they it, don't get two shits. They don't even care. Nobody, 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 they're just standing there like this. <laughs> you, know? you know what I, you know what I call it? I have to get escorts. When I go out with my friends, I was like, so who escorted me to the bathroom? I mean, we literally go in the bed, walk into the bathroom, having a conversation. They'd be like, Rhonda. <laughs> but I done, but I done had, I done had it all happen. And I think I just got to the point where I remember, you know, being in high school and I was getting on a bus and this four, it had to be like about a four or five year old kid. And, you know, he was looking at me. I was looking at him. He was like, mommy, is that a boy or girl? Uh, yeah. And his mom, you know, his mom snatched him up like, boy, don't. And I was like, nah, he just asking a question. And then yeah. it dawned on me. We're visual people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So when you, when I look at me, you know what I'm saying? I look like, I know I'm a woman. I mean, I ain't carrying boxes and shit. I ain't doing no manly shit or whatever. But, you know, I look this way because of my parents and I like to eat good. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other, other than that, it's like, you know, I can't get mad anymore because, when you know, my friends be like, people don't see them big ass titties. And I'd be like, people see a short haircut. I'm six three damn near. You know what I'm saying? Shit, 282 pounds. Shut up, Jimmy. And you know what I'm saying? They was like, okay, that's a big ass man, you know? So, you know, I mean, hey. <laughs> it's like, next, okay. <laughs> but it does become tiresome when you go to the bathroom and like, you know, you know, people do stupid shit like that. One time I was at Red Lobster, we was out eating, going to the bathroom. The waitress coming there, oh my God, it's a man in here. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. You know what I'm saying? So I come out the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? I go back to the table. I'm thinking it's done with. The waitress comes over to the table. Now we that we had that incident in the bathroom. She loud about it. I'm like, let me speak to the manager. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, lady, go on, hit on. You know, yeah. and you know, hold me or free. <laughs> like, yeah. like she was just like, I mean, some people just they, yeah, they go, far. they go overboard. They go overboard. Yeah. It's unnecessary, you know? Just yep. ask me, hey, are you no, I'm yeah. I'm in the right bathroom. I'm a girl, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> right, you know, they come in the like, way, oh, the way I, when I go out, I don't I mean, I always <clears throat> I try to, you know, dress my best, you know? Yeah. And when yeah. I go out, I mean I could. This, this is what I look like when I go out. I'm about to say, usually Elsa's out dressing any guy that's in the space. <laughs> usually, she be. So imagine me looking like this going to a girl's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you're pretty similar, so similar dress. So. That's so, why I be I be needing the escort. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I tell my 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 friends, "Hey, you got, you gotta go. Yeah, let's go. All right." And that's all about comfortable, what you feel comfortable in. Yeah. I'm yeah. built like a linebacker, so, you know, I can't <laughs> shop where everybody else shop at. <laughs> yeah. And people, I think people don't get that. They they look at that, or a person may look at you and, oh, she's trying to be a man. What does that even mean? Like you said, you we can't control the way we are born, the way we look naturally, or the way we feel comfortable dressing. If you're being yourself, then you're being yourself. And people yeah, I finished that. 
I, I get a heads off to trans, you know what I'm saying, men, you know what I'm saying, and women, because be wanting to be a black man in America, like, you know, like, kudos to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy being a woman. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is what it is. I, I do not want to be a man. Yeah, me me neither. I never, I mean, they were question, oh, but you dress like one. I was like, but I always dress this way. There's right. no I'm other way I can know how to dress. Since That's I was how you feel kid. comfortable dressing. Yeah. I've always dressed right. this way. You know, That's... and then my mom, oh, she, she's a tomboy. She, no, she doesn't wear girls' clothes. She's, she's a tomboy. That's what they used to call us back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Tomboys. yep, you was a tomboy. <laughs> tomboy. Don't That's grow it. out of it. Yes, and you played all sports because that kept you out of the dress. You could always have your, your mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to basketball practice, baseball practice, huh? hair in a ponytail, <laughs> braids. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Jimmy, uh, real quick, and then I'll get into a couple questions that uh that came from the group, uh the group chat. Um yeah, real quick, I guess the hardest, the hardest part thing, about being you. The yeah. hardest part about being me, is, and it relates to the uh, previous question about taking so long to come out, is that I ended up in a in a situation where I don't quite fit into either into a group. You know, um, I, I, I it's almost like I, I didn't come up with all of the other gay folks my age when they were, you know, going through the things they went through and to the parties they went to and, you know, the good times and the bad. Um, So now when I go into some of those spaces, I'm that outcast. I'm that, who is he? Oh, I've seen him somewhere, but who is that? Or whatever. So I get sort of, you know, put in that category. Don't quite fit in with the straight folks, you know, even though the majority of my friends are, are straight. Um, but, you know, you that's my, I think, hardest part is just not fitting in um, as easily into either category. So, yeah. Yeah. If 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 you know Jimmy and I'm sure Rhonda, she's been knowing him longer than me. Um, if you know Jimmy, he doesn't really fit in the category. He is his, his self. Uh, it's, it's, it's what we call um what we call the uh, GDIs, you know, <laughs> we we was cool with with every sorority fraternity because we was the goddamn individuals, yes. you know. We couldn't be we couldn't be tight hold and put it. Oh, you're gonna be a this, you're gonna be a that, you're gonna be. Nah, we was cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, but I I mean I I commend you for being yourself. You are who you are, and um, once again, I, I'm influenced by all three of you that showed me that it's okay to, to be a bit goth, a bit spiritual, well, a lot spiritual, a bit kinky, you know, a bit of all, <laughs> a bit of all of these things, um, because you don't fit into a category, you know, and that's not, that's not a bad thing at all. You know, you are an individual, you know, and, and yeah, that's, that's very unique in its own way and it's yeah, tough like Rhonda said it it does allow me to move very easily across different er- groups and areas so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah all right here's some questions that came from uh, i'm in a group chat with uh eight other guys eight straight guys and these are like straight the sport heads and you know sports and women and all of this stuff um the first question is and I want to word this right. I should have edited or not edit, but went through and figured out how I was going to say it. (sighs) 
Just yeah. let it rip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not a big deal, G. Okay. Um, I just don't understand how women who call themselves gay date studs who think they're men or act like men. I've never understood that. Why don't you just date a man? What do you what do you have to say about that? How would you address that question? And remember, this is the perspective of this this question. Well, I think you know you might have to you know really ask somebody who's into dating studs. Yeah. Um. You know, like 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 uh, me and Elsie. Um. I just happen to have my fiance here. Um. And I don't know. Uh. uh can I ask her to uh? You know, what does she think about that question? Yes, please. <laughs> Baby, can you <laughs> and she never talks <laughs> she never yeah. talks. this will be real interesting i've sat around this woman oh yes let me tune the whole in weekend and never heard her say two words <laughs> hello everybody i'm natasha hello oh, i mean it's 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 not being with a man at all i mean that's that's just the point i mean this is not about the appearance what you know she looks like like rj i, I love her she, I, we all know her she's still she's still very you know feminine she she's she's a woman you know and there's nothing about her that makes me feel like a man i'm not attracted to men right so saying that why don't i just be with a man is just i i i don't understand the question really yeah. i i really don't but just that's just that's just my perspective. I just it, it, you just, you just really cannot compare it. It's I do not date men, so I will not date a man. If I date a woman who decides to dress more masculine or wear masculine clothes, and that's just it. But that doesn't make her a man at exactly. all. Exactly. So, yeah. and I think that, uh, thank you. Done? No, no. Okay. Well, good you. to see you. Congrats. And then nice I, you I just want to thank tack you. on to that. <laughs> Despite not, I'm obviously not a lesbian. Or uh, however, I will say this: it, it goes back to the other side uh, and, and to the to the very root of the topic, the misconception of gay. Right? Yeah. Um, there is this. I, people have a difficult time separating gender, sexuality, and then gender roles within a relationship, uh, and all of that. You know, passive versus. Uh, uh, submissive and all of that. So um, people think that if you are a, um, and, and also, you know, we're kind of wired to think male, female, masculine, feminine anyway, right? So uh, sometimes I think straight people have a difficult time um, picturing um, the extremes, the, the female who leans more masculine, the male who leans more feminine, Right. And I think that's where the problem is it. But that does not make you less of a woman just because you put on a suit. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what society's perception of uh, a woman should be in a dress. A woman should be in this or that. Right. So yeah. that's where, where the problem is, is with that misconception that there are, you know, roles within roles within roles. You know, people are more complicated than just you have a vagina put on a dress. You, you know, you have a penis put on a suit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely 
being and thinking outside of the box is is not always accepted. It's looked at people that's in that box looking at you like, what the hell are you doing out there? Yeah. You know what I mean? You belong in here. You got to be in one of these boxes. You can't just be but, floating around without a telling box. that lesbian, well, you may as well just be with a man. Being a man, man manhood is not defined by an outfit, right? No, no more not. same way that you know, uh, being a female isn't defined by an outfit. You know what I mean? Um, So like Natasha was saying, she is in love with a woman who happens to dress in a certain way or or present in a certain way, but it's still a woman. That's what I would get all the time. You know, I like your style. I like the way you look. You have that little ruggedness, but when you take off your clothes, it's everything I want. Oh, when I take off my clothes, let me. They don't chill. have. You don't have. You know, they, they call it. Uh, they don't have the ding down. <laughs> I'm good. You know, so you know, I I've heard it a lot. You know, it's not about oh, you know, just because you know you you with with her and she looks like a man, and, and you know I hear it all the time. Yeah, but when she takes off her clothes, she's got everything that I want. There we go. So, yeah. Period. As the young people. Period. Say. <laughs> period <laughs> there was a, another question basically the reverse as far as uh it was for males so if you're if you're if you're gay and you like feminine men why not just date a woman it, it was the the same uh oh. question in reverse so that's pretty that's, much it's the same answer it's the same yeah. answer yeah because yeah. for me i could date either feminine or masculine it wouldn't matter to me okay what do you prefer <laughs> what, what do i prefer humans all right come through come through jimmy so you won't put me in that box (laughs) all right and i think i think this next question was answered a bit um but i'll i'll ask so um anybody can just sort of touch on it it says uh when did you truly know that you were gay and do you truly think most people are born gay or is it environmental um they asked to for everybody to be honest, which I can attest that everybody's being 100 percent honest. Um, and they spoke about uh, it being a trend for gay people to say they were born this way. Because then it doesn't seem wrong as if intended by God. Well, can I start with this one? Yeah, yeah, please. All right. So, well, obviously, hindsight is 2020. Um And we can see clearly looking back, because I remember I told you, I just didn't know when I was young what gay was. I didn't know that that was that was a label that even existed. I had never even heard the term when I was really young, you know. So um, I can tell you that I remember very, very, very early. I'm talking about kindergarten type early uh, knowing that I liked Bob more than I liked Barbara's ass, you know. Um, So that was that. Now, that being said, for those same people who asked that question, you think back on little straight kids who are trying to kiss, you know, when they're in kindergarten trying to kiss the the girl in class and, you know, grab a girl, kiss a girl or whatever the uh, old games were and all that stuff, right? You knew when you were five and six, why the fuck, why, excuse me, let me clean this up for TV. Uh, why in the hell wouldn't you think that we that we wouldn't know? Yeah, you know. It's so not, yes, exactly. knew very early. 
Yes. I, I, I can attest to that. I was about five years old and I think I was in like kindergarten and I swear I had this teacher. She had on the dress one day and she had the longest <laughs> legs I had ever seen in my life. And I was just like, and then I had a girlfriend and I had a boy who liked me too. So, you know, <laughs> I knew. Huh? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I would, my, my mom would get calls from school, like from kindergarten, first grade, uh, that I'm always trying to grab girls and kiss them and stuff like that. And my mom would say, I'll see, you can't do that, but that's my girlfriend. No. That's not your girlfriend, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. And I always used to have, like, the, the the nicest, the quietest girl, like, used to be, like, my, <laughs> my best friend. Or it was almost like I was her protector. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, I hate to wrap this up. We got to definitely start wrapping this up. We're, we're getting a little short on time. Uh, there's a few things that I want to throw in there before we wrap when's it up. When's the next show? I know, right? We got to do another one. We got to yes. definitely do another you one. Gotta keep me, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Okay, absolutely. Um, we're going to do, before we leave, um, I got to, I don't know if I still have an app. Jimmy's done it. He, I think he's done it twice, but everybody that come on the show for the first time, I do like this little spin the wheel and uh, we'll spin the wheel and I'll ask you the corresponding question to whatever number it lands on. I haven't done it forever. I got to make sure the app is on here. So I look for when I ask this last question and it is to bring us back. And that is what is the biggest misconception about being gay, lesbian, trans, queer, everything that LGBTQ plus stands for. What is the biggest misconception from uh, each one of your perspectives? That is hmm. all about sex. Oh, God. Let me be the first. And, and, and I love that you said that because can't you be gay and not have sex? Just like you can be straight and not have not sex have, because yeah. God knows my well is dry uh, or my prospect, you know. And yeah, then it's been a drought I, my world too. <laughs> and then let me really throw a, a real big misconception that's similar to what she just said about sex, that it's yeah. all about sex. Uh, I'm a 40-something-year-old gay man who has never either giving or receiving had anal sex. Look at El- El- Elsa's mind first? was just blown. She was like, what You're the fuck? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we going on a road trip, Jimmy. I think you missed out on the, on the thought years. And, uh, yeah, I missed my whole phase, and it's not too late, though. But that's a misconception because all gay guys don't like anal sex. Exactly. I think that's a huge one. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. But you at least got to try it one time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) That's what they told me. That was not my biggest misconception. I ain't never been with a man, but they was like, how you know you don't like it? I said the same thing. How you know you don't like it? Right. You try You know what? That question was asked by... um, one of my brothers, he's like, oh, see, you never, like, looked at a guy and, like, said, wow, he's handsome. I said, yeah. I have a lot of friends that are handsome. A lot. But that doesn't right, but mean, I never said, ooh, I want to fuck him. You know, I want to look at <laughs> my love. I, I did oh, that years oh. ago. I, I don't even know how I even 
fooled around with those old vaginas. Now, these guys, <laughs> like, what? I used to, what? So, so I would always tell him, won't you try it? And if you think you like it, then let me know. And then I'll try it. If, if you if you could handle it, then let me let me know. Let me know what I'm missing. But, but Gene, the biggest <laughs> misconception about being gay, uh, uh, of this whole thing of gay, is that it matters. It, yeah. it shouldn't matter one way or another what I do in my bedroom. Yeah, it should. You know what I mean? It How should've. does that impact anything else in my life that would have anything to do with you that matters? So yeah. that's what it boils down to for me. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot. I did this before we started recording, but I wanted to show my shirt that I will wear in public. A, B, straight, but I don't hate. I love it. Absolutely. We need more advocates. I like that. Definitely. Definitely. appreciate Uh, you straight humans, particularly straight males, too. So Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's why it was important for me. I know there's a shortage. Not saying that they're not out there. There's tons of them that's out there. Um, Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll use this as a, as a reference. The way I felt, and we're not talking about the organization, uh, but when all of this stuff was going on uh, a couple years ago, especially in Chicago, we're all local, we're all in Chicago um, with the riots and uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But, McDonald. Oh, it's it's been a list of people. I'm glad you mentioned that. George Floyd. George, George Floyd, yeah, was the biggest one because it, it really sparked a bunch of uh, protests yeah. and, a, and a whole lot of stuff that transpired. Mm-hmm. Without getting deep into that, the feeling that I had when I finally went to the city, because I'm in the burbs and a lot of that stuff I didn't experience. But when I went there and I, I sort of felt I, I'm very intuitive so I, you can like literally feel the energy of of a crowd or something and i was driving past um a protest that had just finished and it was a bunch of young white kids with signs that said black lives matter on there and all these different phrases not a single black person in the group and they were walking from the protest and the feeling that i had to be and I'm not talking about the group. I want to make that very clear. I'm talking about the fact that they said on that sign that Black Lives Matter, not the that the group, just that that movement, that that what that means, what that really means. Mm-hmm. And for not a black person to even be there in that group felt incredible. Like I, I cannot even explain how that felt for you to yeah. be represented and, and 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 defended, and you're not even in the room. It's like, damn. And I felt like I wanted to sort of give that to this group in some sort of way. There's a there's a huge shortage of straight males um, that support the LGBTQ plus community. And I wanted to be one of those individuals that that stood proud and not because it, it looks popular or to make me, you know, get some likes or some, you know, subscriptions or whatever the hell or whatever. I, I'll do this like I said, in public or in the privacy of my own, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a mind state. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll say it once again, each one of you shares a special place in my heart and um, kudos to all three of you. You all have been impactful in my life in some way, shape or form, continue to be who you are and uh, we'll continue to push this message and hopefully this is my my whole thing is 
if you get if somebody come to you and tell you about G and all these stuff, this stuff about G, and it could be lies, it could be truth, it doesn't matter. And you formulate an opinion about me without me even being there. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. If I sit in your face and I tell you about me, and at the end of that conversation, you don't like me, I'm okay with that. Exactly. I'm okay with that. But know me before you dislike yeah. me. So I feel like we're giving people you. That's what this did. You know, you're hearing it straight from individuals that live this. Like, this is yes. your life. This is who you are. They're hearing it straight from you. If you don't, if you don't like these individuals after you hear this or watch this, and that's fine. You don't have to like them, but at least you know the yeah. truth. And you yeah. know their bullshit information from a TV show or you know, wherever the hell you, we you got. Just and respect. I'm particularly sad when the, the group disliking you is another marginalized group. So the one thing that I hate is when one marginalized group is pitted against another marginalized mm-hmm. group. So black folks thinking, oh, those gays are getting whatever they want or this, that, and the other, right? Or women's groups or this, you know, uh, people who are already struggling themselves and then you have to struggle. It's almost like you have to fight to uh, get a spot in recognition amongst the mainstream, you know? Yeah. So uh, so I really hate that more than anything, that marginalized groups get pitted against other marginalized groups. Yeah. Absolutely. Elsa, any final words before we close it out? Um, I just... Uh... When is the next? When is the next? Uh... <laughs> the next installment. Get it going. The next installment. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, get this, let's get this party started, man. I'm I, glad. I really I'm appreciate glad y'all what you're doing, man. For real. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm totally yeah. with it. Okay. Absolutely. RJ, any any final words before we leave? Thank you for your alliance. And you owe us um tequila and tacos or something. Oh, whoa. I got you. I got you got to get all this energy together. I yep. got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, any last words before we take off? Uh, my last words, my last two words are thank you, G. So, thank you. Um, yes. We, you know, we need allies just like uh, RJ was just saying. No uh, group, whether it's uh, whether it was the civil rights movement, uh, women's suffrage, or anything else, any of those movements could not have made it without mainstream assistance. So, yeah. So thank you for that, for opening this conversation, uh, laying another brick on that bridge that needed to be built. So, Absolutely. You're all very welcome. Um, I thank you all for um, joining this episode and sharing your knowledge and experiences. Uh, Please join us on the next episode. Uh, Who knows what the subject will be? We keep going up and up with the topics. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see. Uh, But you can check this video out. If you're listening to it, you can check it out. You can watch us on rumble.com slash user slash the damn podcast. Uh, the YouTube channel's got a bunch of letters and stuff behind it. So I'll just put the link below in the description. And you can click the link <laughs> for the YouTube channel. Rumble.com will have all of the episodes. YouTube will have 20 and up. This is episode 30. Um, and also, uh, if you're watching it and you can, and you prefer to listen to it, you can just search Daylight and Moonshine on any podcast that's on any platform that streams podcasts. I'm rusty. Yeah. I'm rusty. Um, join us on the next episode. And until then, 
We love y'all. We out. <laughs> All right. Till next you, time. Guys. Later. I'm going to do your, your outro music. <laughs> Thank you.